Welcome into the Mike and Micah podcast presented by Legendary Sports Network. Mike here with Micah as usual. This is a special episode. It is our college football championship preview episode. We have the college football playoffs finally coming to an end. The college football season is over with this national championship game between Clemson and LSU on Monday night. Micah, I know we've talked about the playoffs itself and who we had winning going in. But I just want you to reiterate your points, or maybe if you've changed your points, because it's been a couple of weeks on who do you have winning this game and why do you have why do you have them winning this game? Yeah, man. So um, luckily enough, I was able to guess these games kind of uh, pretty much correctly. In the scheme of things, I I, I thought that these two teams would uh, would prevail, and they did. Um, and a lot of my first round thinking was uh, simply quarterback play. Um, I, I always like picking the teams with strong quarterbacks in college football matchups because quarterback play, smart, efficient quarterback play, is uh, is a good success and a good outlier for what you expect in a um, in a winning team. Um, if you have a good quarterback, a, a decent running game, good playmakers on the outside, um, with a stout defense, you know you're more than likely to win uh, a college football championship. And what's interesting about this matchup is that both teams feature them uh, in their respective conferences. Um, Clemson outright is the best team in the ACC, in my opinion. Um, and they have the best quarterback in the ACC and possibly the best quarterback prospect we've seen since, I mean, some people say Peyton Manning. Um, he's definitely the best that I've seen, um, you know, just looking at what he brings to the table, his skill set. Um, and if you're looking for a guy with prototypical size and skill, Trevor Lawrence is your guy. And on the other side, we have a guy like Joe Burrow, who if you want to talk about a guy who's taken the uh, nation by storm, man, a flash in the pan, which is not a bad thing per se, um, 5,000 yards, 55 touchdowns, um, under 10 picks. Uh, he, he's really taken the, the nation in the SEC by storm. They had a perfect record this year, um, beating teams like Alabama and Georgia, which is, is very strong outings for both um, for him. Um, if I was to make a, a guess uh, who will possibly win this game, um, honestly, I would have to take Clemson. Um, Yes, the hot hand is LSU, and yes, they did, in my opinion, beat the strongest teams to get to this point. But championship experience matters. When you have a guy like Davos Swinney and a guy who's been a part of the college football playoff since the uh, year after his iteration, I can't bet against that. It's um, it's kind of the same thinking I had along the lines of uh, the Patriots last year. I just didn't want to, I didn't want to bet against a team with the pedigree, but. I've been proven wrong with the Patriots this year about the championship pedigree, and these guys can be beat. Um, if you do beat a team like Clemson, you have to score points. Simply, um, you're not gonna you're not gonna get a lot of chances to get outside of them on the run game. They have very very fast front seven. Um, their D line is always a, a stout and great uh, like NFL caliber D line. So you're gonna have to put the ball in the air. Um, luckily, none of these teams or neither of these teams feature. Great, great DB play. Yes, I do know that LSU does have uh, Grant Delpit, who's one of the best players in college, along with Ronnie Harrison, who's also one of the best players in college. But I don't – wait, did I say Ronnie Harrison? I meant – what did I mean? The true freshman? No, 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 no. I did not mean Ronnie Harrison. I said Ronnie Harrison, and I did not mean that. Who am I talking about? I meant Zay Simmons, Isaiah Simmons, not – Ryan Harrison. Um, yeah. So the, these guys are relatively good players, but if you want to t- beat a team like Clemson, you have to score and you have to hope your defense doesn't get lit up by Trevor Lawrence. So, um, 
if LSU does that, then they might be victorious. But I think Clemson brings a lot more to the table. I think they play a lot more sound football than LSU tends to play. Um, yes, they've been in a lot of barn burners this year, but they're not going to see an Oklahoma team like they saw last week. Um, I would say it will be a relatively closer game. Uh, I don't think you see uh, 40 points being scored. And if you do, it'll be in an overtime. But I would see a, in regulation maybe – uh, a, a 30 to 23 type of game, something that's pretty close. And I'll have to take Clemson, man. I just like what they bring to the table more than LSU. They have LSU does have more notable playmakers. I'm thinking on the outside. Um, but if I was to pick a team with the experience, I would have to go with Clemson. Yeah, um, I agree with you there. We we did make our picks earlier a couple of weeks ago saying that it was Clemson that I was going to stick with. And I'm I'm going to stick with them because I haven't seen anything to really deter me from that. You talked about it, and we'll get into this a little bit later. That's my next question coming up, but experience matters. Trevor Lawrence has been a QB that has been to that stage and has won it at the biggest level. And Joe Burrow, coming into this year, was a projected fifth-round pick. Yeah, he's the Heisman. He was the best player in college football. He turned up everything. But I think because LSU got to go against a weaker opponent in Oklahoma, people are starting to overestimate how good they Maybe. It seems like last year we had the same situation with Alabama and Clemson, too, where Alabama, I believe I've only heard, I don't know if you've heard the opposite of Micah, but I've only heard that if one team is going to blow out the other team, it's LSU blowing out Clemson. Mm. And I heard the same thing last year, that if one team is going to blow out the other team, it's Alabama blowing out Clemson. But Clemson has the ability to keep the game close. Well, we saw last year that Clemson blew out Alabama, who had all the stars and Tua and everything seems to be working. And this year, I'm not saying it's going to be a blowout by any means, but I just think that Clemson is so consistently good and always there that they have the ability to win another national championship. Mm-hmm. We've talked about it with, I think Dabo Sweeney is, is a top coach, the top coach right now yes, in, absolutely. in college football. Obviously Nick Saban is still the goat and it's still the greatest of all time. But right now in college football, it's Dabo Sweeney. So it comes down to me uh, something that I, a run that I've seen for now, basically our whole college career and a little bit before it versus a team that came out of nowhere the last year. Um, they were, they played UCF in the bowl game and nobody really knew much about Joe Burrow, even thought he was that good of a prospect to boom. Now they're the best team in the country, the number one team. And the only like serious advantage I give them, give them is that this game is in New Orleans mm-hmm. because I don't think quarterback play is better. I mean, you can toss it up with running back play with uh, Edwards Hilaire and ETN, but Edwards Hilaire is still like he, he didn't play an Oklahoma game because he was injured and ETN was good enough to play in that Clemson game. So I, I give him the edge at running back um, wide receiver. I'll probably give it to uh, LSU just because of, I mean, their dynamic wide receivers that mm-hmm. they have there. But defenses, like you said, both of the defenses aren't shut down, locked down. We saw Ohio State throw all up and down the field against uh, against Clemson. They didn't score touchdowns, and that's what led to them eventually losing. But the Clemson defense has looked weak at points where they're not able to stop a high-powered offense. And LSU, mm-hmm. they, played, they faced Texas earlier in the season, and Texas put up a lot of points. They're a big 12 offense. Oklahoma didn't have the same success, but the LSU defense has given up points this year. So I think it's going to be a high-scoring game, a back-and-forth game. Very, very fun, but I'm taking experience over 
uh, over not a one-year wonder, but essentially a one-year wonder because they haven't really shown the ability to do this year after year. And that's why I'm taking Clemson. Yeah. But that leads to my, my next question for you, Micah. Joe Burrow has been, I don't want to say he's been overhyped because he deserves all the hype that he's gotten, but it feels like we've gotten to a point where people are starting to talk about him as like a great, if he wins, if he beats Clemson this year, mm-hmm. I will say that he's had a top two or three college football season of all time. I would never put him in the conversation for top two or three college football quarterbacks, which I don't think like he's, he's a part of right now. I don't think he, you have to have more than one year for, for me to consider you a greatest college quarterback of all time. So do you think that there's a little bit of overhype with Joe Burrow and going into the NFL? Do you think we need to like, just pull back a little bit and just like let him learn and still know that he's still a pretty, even though he's older than Lamar Jackson, He's still like a young quarterback that has to learn and is going to a team that he can't turn into LSU immediately. And mm-hmm. what what are your prospects for Joe Burrow past the national championship game? Man, so um, Joe Burrow reminds me of the quarterback we have right now for the Washington Redskins, the Wayne Haskins. As far as the fact that this really his first time being in the limelight and being a first year starter, he absolutely lit it up in a system that was designed for him to do so. Um, yep. similar things, 50 touchdowns jump off the board in one of the, I would say the second hardest conference outside of the SEC and possibly up there with one of the hardest conferences to play. Um, you, you know, you see the big 10 and the SEC comparisons. Um, and you know, a guy like Joe Burrow, he did exactly what he had to do with the weapons presented and with the offense, fi- offensive firepower. There's almost no way if he did anything less then I would be kind of, I wouldn't say shocked, but it's like, well, you have all these weapons. He took very, he took advantage of, um, of an SEC, which for some reason the divis- uh, defensive back play wasn't as stout as it usually is. I'm thinking of Alabama guys that usually would probably lock down these receivers or just not happen. And that's the, you know, you put that on the receivers and the talent they have. But a guy like Joe Burrow did not make a lot of mistakes. He played this system very well. But if you want to compare him to a guy like Trevor Lawrence, you have to take in a couple of things. And I'll get back to that second part of the question about his projections going forward. But um, a guy like Trevor Lawrence is not asked to, throw the ball as much as a guy like Joe Burrow. So if you want to use a stat, a, a statistical comparison, you can't really do that. He threw the ball a hundred more times. He completed a hundred more passes. That's okay. That's fine. Yes. His completion percentage was 10 points higher. And yes, he did throw for about 1500 more yards, but he also threw the ball way, way more than they did. Um, Clemson, albeit a very, very great offensive firepower team. They were just has to win the games as is. Um, did he have a lot of, did Trevor Lawrence have a lot of yards? Of course he did. Did Joe Burrow have a lot more? Yes, that's fine. Um, but that doesn't necessarily mean in my opinion that he, Joe Burrow would be a, a better prospect than Trevor Lawrence. I would argue that they were in the both in, in the same draft if Trevor Lawrence somehow, some way came out this year, that Trevor Lawrence would be a more valued prospect than Joe Burrow. Um, and in saying that, it doesn't mean Joe Burrow is a bad prospect. Not at all. I think he'll be a serviceable and good NFL pro. I think he has to take a, a year off. I think he has to pull, uh, Whoever team is drafting him, unless it's going to be the Bengals and you're expecting him to play right away, which I don't want to say is a favorable situation, but I would like to see him learn behind a guy. If um, if he didn't have a situation where, like, Andy Dalton wasn't really on his last legs and you just can't proceed with him because it's not going to work, then I would like to see a guy like Joe Burrow take a year off or take some time off half the season um, like a guy like Dwayne Haskins did. Um, Joe Burrow will be a good pro. He is not a dumb quarterback. He has been – uh, a quarterback in systems. He was behind Dwayne Haskins at 
he was the, uh, behind Dwayne Haskins at OSU. He saw the success that can happen when you're playing consistent, good quarterback play. I just don't want this 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 hype, this Heisman hype to overblow and you think that he is such a better talent than a guy like Trevor Lawrence. Because a guy like Trevor Lawrence, you put him in a system like LSU, I think he reaches like 5,500 yards. He might have the same touchdowns and things like that, but I think a guy like him automatically gets a Heisman as well. So the system is a big part of what Joe Burrow did this season, but he'll transfer all right in the pros. Yeah, we're, I think I think he's he's overhyped right now. And I don't think it's Joe Burrow overhyping himself. I think the media has gotten to a point where it's like, look, uh, go, and he's gonna have he's gonna have to it's gonna take some time. Mm. And he, the Bengals roster currently constructed is not at a place that it can take him where LSU is taking him right now. So I think he's going to he's going to be a good quarterback. I believe he's going to be uh, maybe even a great quarterback. But it's going to take some time. People shouldn't overestimate. I know Bengals fans are celebrating, like, look, we got our guy. Things are looking up, and, and they yeah, should. It does. I, I, we know. I know it with this year. After the last two games with Dwayne Haskins, I'm like, wow, things are finally starting to look up again. But you have to slow your roll on this type of guy. I feel like we put unnecessary pressure on quarterbacks coming out because we've seen quarterbacks come in immediately and excel. Your Andrew Lux and Andrew Lux, your Cam Newtons, all, all different types of quarterbacks just come in and make plays immediately. But let's not forget, Tom Brady sat. Aaron Rodgers sat. So, like, they had to. Patrick Mahomes sat for a year. A lot of these great quarterbacks ended up sitting for two, three years. It's just now that we're starting to get into a place where you're put into it immediately and people are expecting results. Let's take a couple years back. Let's, let's chill. And let's, uh, and let's give him some time before we really start to evaluate. But on the other hand, with Trevor Lawrence, Micah, Someone who, if he wins this game on Monday night, I 100% believe he's, he's winning a national championship next year. And that puts him as the greatest college football player of all time. No doubt. I, I, I don't even think it's a question. A quarterback that did not lose a game, three national championships, he's the greatest quarterback of all time. Do you believe that him going into the NFL, that he will be overhyped? Because personally, for me, I think that the hype would be, the hype would be warranted because he's had more than enough time, three years, versus Dwayne Haskins and uh, Joe Burrow, who Joe Burrow has played two years, but one year at the level that he's at now. And three years going into a system where wherever he takes them, he's going to make them immediately better. And I think maybe even four or five wins better. Yeah, man. A guy like Trevor Lawrence, like you said, you can't necessarily deny the hype that's coming in because not only did he prove it, but it was consistent. Um, you want to see a guy that does not make a lot of mistakes. Um, take the picks aside. Picks are fluke. Mm-hmm. Um, there's, there's more in the picks than just throwing a ball. There's ugly and, picks, of and course. The picks were in the first half of the season. Exactly. Second half, second half of the season, he's been damn near perfect when it comes to when it comes to um, throwing the football. And and that's kind of what I'm getting at, man. When you see a guy like Trevor Lawrence on tape, plus you add the three years of winning, plus you add the fact that he has not lost a game, and this is going into high school that he's <laughs> it's been a while since he's lost a game. The hype is absolutely warranted, and I would expect him to be the number one pick. Um, without a doubt, like I said, if if he was to come out this year with just a two peak, I think he's still if the he was to come out pick. last year. I if think he was last year, I think he's still the number one pick. I think he's the first <laughs> quarterback off the board. I think the Giants end up taking him, and we're talking about this whole situation a lot different. Um, but you know, we have to wait another year. Um, I do think that Trevor Lawrence will get the job done on Saturday. 
And in saying that, I don't see Clemson's run ending if they do so. And even if they do lose, I still see them back possibly as national championship favorites. Um, There's a lot of things changing in the college football landscape, but there's one thing consistent for the last half of the decade. Clemson has been dominant, bro. Um, yeah, they've been ridiculously dominant. Um, man, it's it's since really that I believe the 2015 season they've only lost like what two games, and one of them has been to Bama. Yep, like that's that's ooh, that's that's a lot of winning, man. Um, and I just I, I would not bet against uh, Clemson players, and if you have a guy at the helm like you know. Like Trevor Lawrence, similar to how we saw a guy like Deshaun Watson kind of play into his role perfectly as a winner. There's no doubt in my mind that Trevor Lawrence is best winner in college football. So I think prospect-wise, if I was to take him, Trevor Lawrence is that guy. And I think the hype will be warranted when he comes out of school next year. Yeah, 100%. I think think Trevor Lawrence is is going to be the best – going to be the best probably prospect coming out that we've seen in maybe the last five, ten years. I think he's going to make a team immediately better. Looking at it now, there are a lot of teams that are out there. Maybe a Detroit Lions, which I would hate for him to go to, but they seem like a team that could next year be in a position where they're not that good, depending on this Matthew Stafford uh, situation. Mm-hmm. You have the Chargers without Phillip Rivers. You have a Tyrod Taylor-led team. So there are a bunch of teams out there. Maybe if the Raiders fall off, teams are going – that number one pick next year is going to be – Coveted, man. Coveted. If you have that pick, you literally have – I want to say – Maybe three first round picks, four first round picks, a couple of seconds. Like, oh, especially will, if you don't need a quarterback, and yeah, oh, you're getting do, a haul. Teams will do whatever they can to try to get Trevor Lawrence. So it's going to be it's going to be an interesting, interesting next year to see how it goes. But again, for Monday national championship game, Joe Burrow, Trevor Lawrence, two Bulls going at it, and it's going to be an amazing game. We both have Clemson, and we'll see what happens when. The game goes on and obviously we'll give a comprehensive review of after the game. But thanks for listening to this episode for Mike and Michael. We'll be back on the next episode. See you later. Peace.